Welcome back to the Centennial 38 podcast. My name is Warners. And I'm Jared. And today we're joined by special guest, Mason. Mason, say hello to everyone. Well, hello. Uh, we're going to get into a little bit more details uh, as to what Mason does and how he kind of helps the group uh, C38 out. But before we do, we have some news and uh, a game to talk about for once. Uh, the Rapids finally had a, a preseason game that we could actually watch, and uh, it was live on their website. The Rapids played SKC, and it was a thrilling 0-0. Um, I could go I, – I, I was watching the game very blasted and stoned, so, I mean, if there was ever one to kind of be <laughs> stoned for, I, was gonna, I guess it was that one, right? Bold admissions from Warners. <laughs> what did you think of the game, guys? Mason, go right ahead on that one. I, yeah, um, I thought there were some promising uh, looks from Yappy, and they looked uh, they looked a little. I don't want to say uninspired, but they needed to uh, to get their finishing a little bit better. But I I liked how they moved off the ball and and what chances they did create, even if they didn't pay off. Yeah, it feels like they uh, they're mostly just running around trying to get their uh, their fitness up, with no real intent on scoring. Because the team that we saw last year was definitely not there at that preseason game. What do you what do you think, Jared? I don't know. I saw the same team I saw last year. I mean, we we talk about off the ball movement being good, uh, lack of scoring threat. I mean, these are themes that have run through the team for you know the last. 16 months extended and uh, I, I believe a little bit more of the same um, as what we saw last year now there were some bright spots and some good young players coming through to to show that they're going to make a stake for some playing time this year and the closer we get to deadline day without signing anyone the the closer they get to those first team minutes um, but it is concerning to me that there still is a bit of a a lack of a focal point in the offense, and I'm not 100% sure that we're we're in an any better scenario to get goals now than we were at the end of last season, which was at times bleak. So that is the the big question mark surrounding the Rapids going into 22. If, if I can ask, before we get into the – because we've been harping on goal-scoring threat for for a lot now, right? Uh, Kellen Acosta, his, he, he's with the national team. He's doing some great things with them. A lot of people are, are starting to miss him, but I personally think, and, and Jared, you kind of, I don't think you in the eye saw eye at an eye on this one. Have you seen the game again? Because uh, I thought Mayaka looked just really comfortable out there in his own element. And maybe it was because it was he was playing against a bunch of SKC reserves. But I'm quite excited to see if he'll get any significant time uh, as a Rapids player. Uh, kind of build him alongside Max. Uh, I don't think I don't think you rated him that much, or has your opinion changed? What, what did you think? No, I still think just a very young man. Um, <laughs> it's hard to compete at this level when you're when you're still um, so young, and that's that's going to be uh, that's going to be the jump that he's going to make this year, and he's going to contribute to the group um, as well as Ali Lorazme. Um, but as you mentioned, Kellen Acosta. I mean, Kellen brought some goals to the U.S. men's national team game, but he did so from set-piece delivery. And last time I checked, the Rapids are pretty set in the set-piece <laughs> delivery department with yes. uh, Mr. Price. 
So, um, you know, I, I, I will be happy to see Mayaka make the jump. I'll be happy to see Torre and Yappy make the jump. But I think we have to blood them in in such a way where we have them fill in in a weekday home game, not, you know, throw them in the deep end where we're pinning a lot of our hopes for this season on those players. See, I'm going to have to disagree with you on that because you know who, you know, which player we threw in the deep end and, he's, and he did amazing? Mr. Which one? Sam Vines. I remember... Uh, well, Sam Vines is a bit of a special case, you know. Uh, not not every player that we have is going to be um, of the quality that we sell on to Europe. And, uh, you know, I hope one of the three uh, that we mentioned, Mayaka, Yapi, Laraz, I hope one of them has the um, the upside and the big jumps that we saw from Sam. But Sam was very special. Um, I, I'm not sure, it, and having watched Mayaka play a bit for the Springs, I'm not sure that he's that guy. Um, I'm fairly certain uh, with with Treori and Yapi that they, they're going to need a bit more seasoning before they're ready to make that kind of jump. See, what, what do you think, Mason? Do you think they're too green? Um, yeah, I think I think they are. But um, I, I think there's a lot there to be excited about. Um I'm super stoked for Laraz. I think Ali Laraz is going to actually, if, if out of those guys, if I had to guess the next Sam Vines, I'd probably go with Laraz. But yeah. I really did what I saw from Yapi, even though they couldn't finish. Uh, I really liked the the looks that he he was creating against Kansas City. Mm-hmm. I I I am a big Mayaka stan, so I I think he's going to be. Um, I think he should take that next step. And I think he's probably as special as as Sam Vines. I mean, a lot of these players are are one young and very green, but uh, as you say, with enough seasoning, they will they'll be able to get it. Uh, and and it's funny you, you mentioned young players. We had uh, one of our young players, Austin Trusty, is officially gone overseas to Arsenal. Our uh, our our sister club is that what you want to call it? Parent club? No, not even parent club. They don't own us, but. We share owners in, in, in KSC. Um, Austin Trusty, uh, there's a fee yet to be reported. Someone said that there was no transfer fee, but that was bad reporting, apparently. Um, yeah, Trusty is gone. He leaves in the middle of the summer. He'll be loaned back to us uh, through until the summer window, and then he'll then be loaned to another European team. Uh, what, what, are you, what are your initial thoughts on this? Yeah, I'll jump in there as an Arsenal fan. Um, if they're a sibling, they're certainly the the more senior sibling. Um, <laughs> the the Arsenal fans aren't excited about this deal. The Rapids fans are extremely excited about this deal, and I, I think you have to fall somewhere in the middle. As you know, this is going to be a multiple loan scenario. Um, he's not going to be running out at the carpet uh, to finish the EPL season next year. I'll I'll hold my hand up and say that that's uh, 100% true. But the fact that we are able to sell players onto a club that, um, you know, has been in a bit of a, a not not necessarily a purple patch for Arsenal. So, um, you know, he's going into a project right now that, that Mikel Arteta is running in North London, um, but he's still going to the best team in North London. And that's the best I can say for Arsenal at the moment. But 
um, I, I think he has a long road, and that road is going to be, um, you know, it may be a road, it may be uh, more of a train situation, as he will be headed to the continent, in my opinion. Um, I think he'll be playing somewhere in Europe next year, likely not for Arsenal, but um, the fact that that they're seeing the talent development that the Rapids are able to to push through is massive for club development. Yes. Uh, Mason, are you worried about the... Uh the amount of players that have gone out this window and the lack of players in. I mean, do you think uh, Abubakar Keita, Keita? We still haven't figured that out. But do you think Abubakar Dose uh, can fill in that spot? Or, or, or are they also green? What do you think? So, I mean, obviously, like, it's a little worrisome seeing all of, you know, these these players that have become favorites at the club move out and then not not getting necessarily... Um, not finding anything big, but I don't think that that is a huge worry because I, I like to see how we brought Max in and we brought all these players in as replacements before we even got uh, loaned out or uh, traded or sold. Or, you know what I mean? Yeah. Sold uh, other players. So I, I, I think that I hope there is. It, it to me it seems like there is a paint a plan put in place um with with the signings that we have made is it still worrisome we haven't brought in some other pieces absolutely i think like you said that nil nil draw is uh pretty par for the co course for our um attacking ability um so that in that respect it's kind of worrisome but i'm not too worried about the pieces we've lost since we seem to have um replacements already brought in Right. And, and yeah. we should also, mention I'd like to double down on that. And I think that, up? um, that's a big credit to Porig. I think if you look at, um, fan approval ratings right now, Porig's rating very high in comparison with Edu Gaspar at Arsenal. Um, <laughs> because in, at Arsenal, you, you don't know what the plan is or if there is a plan, whereas the Rapids seem to be operating in a very deliberate manner. And that's, that's good to see. Absolutely. Um, I think that's that's about the big kind of rapids news uh, that we that we kind of had. I mean, slow news week. We're still waiting for that striker. Now, Mason, if we do get that striker, that that fabled number nine, with you being part of the TIFO crew, would you uh, make a TIFO for the fabled number nine that we're gonna sign? Who would it have to be for you to make a TIFO for? Luis Suarez. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> See, um, it, 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 it's got the vampire Tifo draws yeah. itself. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. I think it would depend because I assume he'd be coming in summer. So I think that would be if if, if we get Suarez. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, no, no, no. I I'm just I mean like a number nine. I oh I can't, not Suarez. <laughs> I don't I don't see us. As much as I would love to see a sign a number nine for the start of the season, it's getting pretty close. Um, yeah. well, I don't really see us making that signing before, definitely not before CCL, and I doubt before uh, the beginning of the season. So maybe something uh, during the summer. I don't know. I think that would be, depending on who it is, I think that might be a nice welcome. So it looks like we're going to be seeing a bunch of scrappy games road games for sure of just the rapids going to places trying to get out with the draw and then come reinforcement time in the summer i mean is that is that really <laughs> the uh that that's probably the 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 hand we've been dealt is wait until summer 
um and then maybe we'll see all the uh the prep work and and financial you know kind of wheelings and dealings finally uh show its you know kind of show the fruit of its labor well, I'm sure Robin's telling a different story in the locker room right now. I can tell you that much for sure. We we aren't that much weaker than we were last year, and we were still able to go get results on the road. Um, we we had too many draws, but a number of results at home as well. So, um, I mean, I, I think what you're selling, if you're Robin Fraser, is that this is the group we've got. This this group can win. And uh, whether or not that's true is to be determined, but I think any reinforcements will look a lot better if they come into a team that's sitting at very minimum in a playoff spot or mid-table in the Western Conference um, rather than a team that is, is you know, tucked down somewhere near the bottom. So um, I, I think w we have to, as fans, support the players we've got, and I guarantee Robin's giving the, the speech that, you know, we won last year with this bunch. Um, we, we've sent players out but not players that um have have been they've been vital to the the structure i mean acosta trusty these players have been vital to the team but there's replacements already inbound um the fact that we don't have a striker is nothing new so we we have to go about the the wins the same way we did last year where you're right it is a bit scrappy and hopefully we're able to to pull some goals from midfield i'm looking at um, Mr. Mac in the middle, not Max, Mac. And if Max can chip in some goals as well, uh, that would be fantastic. But we're the goals are going to have to come from somewhere. We can't win or we can't draw nil nil all the way until summer, hoping that the magical number nine comes along. Mac and Max, that's a gonna be a, a mouthful a little bit. I want to, I want to say that Mac, um, Max, Abubakar, Abubakar, mm -hmm. and then you know, price to bring it all in too uh quickly before you guys you guys do know who won 2016 mls cup correct unfortunately yes. <laughs> uh, seattle sounders won that 2016 mls cup they were second to last before the summer window so uh, jared you say you hope the rapids are in a in a good you know spot but i could even see this team needing that nine to come in at any point i mean whether they're top middle or bottom of the table that nine coming in changes everything and that's that's what the that's what the rapids are missing in in a player in that one player barrios sure does a good job of of changing the games when he when he plays but we can't rely on just barrios uh, i mean team it's not like teams you know double mark and you know take up all the space and barrios takes up all the space so you know it come come summer if 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 that signing comes we'll see it but right now i guess rapids fans are are we just not going to hold our breaths is that kind of the the cautionary tell see i'm not too worried about the mls season i think goals by committee when while not ideal i think it works like especially how we performed last season i think it, it can work during the regular season it's cup competition and playoffs that i don't think that goals by committee work committee works i think right. you need a striker for those and so ccl is a little worrisome um because who knows like it's only a couple games you know like through a season with our you know with how we play for a regular season i think we'll be fine but cup games when it matters i think you need that one person to put you over the edge right absolutely 
Uh, I mentioned earlier Tifo. Of course, C38 listeners, we have Mason Andrade. He is a uh, a longtime C38 member. You may have seen him in and around 117. Mason, we kind of wanted to talk to you, uh, kind of figure out, kind of get to know about you. Uh, you're, a, you're a key member, I would say, of C38 and of the Tifo crew. Can you tell us a little bit more about uh, what you do for C38, what Tifo crew is? And just how long you've been part of the uh, the the group? Well, um, I've been part of C thirty eight since it formed in two thousand thirteen. Um, an OG. I've been part an OG. Oh yeah. Um, before that, uh, I had been you know with the supporters since uh, I think officially since two thousand eight, um, and just kind of I don't know been around the supporter culture and and one of the main things that that drew me in was was tifo um i just thought it was so cool like these these giant murals and uh i just kind of wanted to figure out you know how does that even come about like because coming into it fresh you don't really know you see these big things and you i i wasn't super familiar with with tifo um until I kind of kind of got involved in it and uh, just how it's supporter driven. Um, I just think it's neat. <laughs> and now you're the TFO guru. You're the TFO guru, right? Like, you know, everything Oh, I don't know is. about that. <laughs> Who's oh, the TFO guru? There's, we, oh, that's, that's Oscar. He's, we have some <laughs> amazing artists and, and honestly, like just the group in general, um, we love hearing different uh, ideas just from, all over the group uh we do a lot of different outlets too like so we obviously you know people see the big murals but like uh, we do we paint oars like the man of the match oars um right. can you tell us about week, those like yeah um so every every week we uh or every home game um we paint a you know a unique oar that we then give to the whoever was voted the man of the match um and it's just just a way for us to to show the players like how invested we are and that's really the whole point of tifo in general is to to spur on the players and and to be able to give them something that you know they worked hard all week uh and and if they earn that or like it's you know some of our blood sweat and tears to show them that we appreciate their blood sweat and tears um, right yeah has, has there ever been a moment you didn't award a man of the match or because i can think of one but yeah uh, <laughs> i i mean there, i think there's only been one um and sorry i have a barky dog no um, worries no worries uh yeah uh i Tell us about that, that was tough. What did what did we lose six nil at home to Salt <laughs> yeah. Lake? I just like I just uh, like reminding people about that game. Oh, why? You should have used the oar for a paddle that match. Oh gosh, <laughs> man, that hurt. <laughs> but aside, aside um, from that one game, which you know, like you say, like the players, des- I mean, no player on that field kind of deserved in in any amount of kind of blood, sweat, and tears from the supporters that night. That was a rough night. I remember, uh, uh, I remember seeing you there is is the thing because uh, I I always say it, it's it, you 
you know who the real ones are when you're in the middle of a, a six nil ass whoop and you look around and, and like oh my god these guys are still here like like what are we doing <laughs> you know what i mean we could have left and it's not like it was six nil like um late it was it was an early drubbing yeah. it was an early oh, drubbing yeah. and we stayed for a lot of it at that point it's it's honestly like the culture that keeps you around right like yeah we took it in the pants and you know <laughs> i've been to a, a fair few of those kind of games uh yeah. and it's just i don't know that it it brings you closer to to the group i think you know you're right oh well let's uh let's drink and dance and thing like yeah that's all you can do i didn't even i didn't even know six nil until i unfortunately watched the recap yeah Uh, because the second half we were just you know just dancing around not doing anything yeah that's true what a masochist watching the recap oh i know dude (laughs) it's it's a terrible thing i do (laughs) uh so we talked about it, it we talked about a bad game what's you what's your favorite your favorite game that you witnessed like as a C38 supporter? Like what, is there any game that sticks out to you of like during your time in C38, of course, because uh, you can't say the, uh, the final because Z38 was not around during the final. Right. Uh, Yeah. Your favorite, Uh, favorite C38 home game or moment. uh, So, I mean, that's tough. Like, cause there's, there's different kinds of moments, right? Like, so that gashy wonder goal in the uh, playoffs in 2016, Right. amazing the, the energy from the section that day was indescribable um and then you have like that's a very specific moment like a, every rapids fan is gonna remember that that goal and how they felt at that during that game but then there's it was i think it was i forget who we were playing but it was raining and it was a boring you know probably one nil something like that um game against Dallas and they had their this was when we were still north end right uh, and they had their away support right next to us and we were just chanting back and forth during this awful game between you know Dallas and Colorado mm-hmm. in you know 2014 not great soccer to watch on either side <laughs> no. um and i just remember it it pouring and just chanting back and forth between uh Dallas and us. And so that's like a very different kind of memorable moment. moment. Right. Are there any uh memorable TFOs that stick out to you? What are you, what are some of your favorite ones you've done throughout I, the years? I think our uh we call it the faces TFO. Let's see, what year was that? I don't even remember. It my... might have been 2013. All right. Um it uh that that was the first time we really uh upped our tifo game we had done a lot of like and it's it it was fun like learning how to do new stuff and that was the first time we had like what i would consider like true art like it oscar designed it and it took forever to paint it It, we were painting in the cold because that's what early season tifo is yeah um and it was the home opener and i think it was 2013 and it was just a bunch it had a bunch of past players it had a bunch of at the time current players and a oh, beautiful I, clock in the center yeah i think um, i know which one that, you're talking about yeah that was that just I, I think that was us as a tifo crew moving into a new era if you will yeah you keep uh-huh. mentioning you keep mentioning an oscar who's oscar 
Oscar Mejia, he's uh he's super OG. Like he was doing banners and stuff back in Mile High, so he's been around for a long time. Uh, and he's ah uh, he's just a a wonderful artist. Like he's super talented, uh, and and creative. His his ideas. Like mine, I'm kind of a one trick pony. Like I have a very specific style that I uh, stick to that I'm comfortable with. But Oscar, he'll he can he'll switch up everything. He he does a lot of graffiti stuff, and yeah, it's he's he's uh, one of the heartbeats of the Tifo crew for sure. Absolutely, Jared. You got any questions for Mason? Uh, one question that I love to ask is, what's your favorite Terrace song? Because a uh, big part of C38 is the the singing during the games, and um, I'd just love to find out which ones are the favorites. And then which one's your least favorite, too? <laughs> uh, so if we could get it to catch on, Mr. Brightsides would be fucking banger. <laughs> like, it would slap so hard. But that's a that's that's, that's major wand pandering there, by the way. No, no, no but like pandering. legitimately, like that we were talking about that for years before. Um, before I started drunkenly singing it at halftime. Well, you got to. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it wouldn't be a game without it, right? I I think so. I think that's a. It's always a staple because that always plays on the bus. Every time I've been there, I even I've either heard it or I've like requested it from Mr. Boraz to, to play Mr. Brightside uh, before a game. Uh, so, I mean, a game day without Mr. Brightside for me is is not a game day. But <laughs> but which ones do you like that we actually sing? Um, I think the Lombada, like, not just because it's post-goal, but, like, the first time seeing the section move, like, left to right, mm. um, is... It, it, awe-inspiring because in the north end like it, everything was so flat and we were so like isolated but like even recently now when you see it you see 118 and 116 getting Everyone up and moving around yeah uh that and i don't know i just it's simple easy for everyone to do i yeah i love it and and then you you're not a stranger to making your own songs too you made a yeah, new one for for mr yarbro Oh yeah, that was actually Oscar. I can't. I can't. Oh, that was Oscar. That, that was Oscar okay. for sure. All right, I thought that was you because <laughs> I knew it was you that was singing it loud and proud. So I was like, he's oh, yeah. shy. That's a that's a good. So one. I gotta I gotta rep him. He's shy. Yeah, he is a little bit shy. He needs to you know use his voice a bit more. What's your Juan, least? Do you want to give us a, rendi- a rendition of that Yarbrough song? Um, maybe if you catch me at the right moment, that he'll get you. Did you get him that beer yet, or? <laughs> no, no, not yet. But uh, what's your least favorite, dude? Because we all have our least favorites—the ones where uh, either me or Paul or someone starts, you know, starts it up, and people eye roll, and and we're like, "Why are we doing this?" I, I know I'm I have lines, but do you have what's yours? I'm trying like? to think. I don't like la 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 la. <laughs> I'm trying to think. I mean, I I can't think like right now. I know them when I hear them, and I'm like, ah, oh, fuck. But like yeah. right now, I can't think of what that is. Do you, uh, you used to capo, didn't you? Yeah, back. Oh, back in the day. What, uh, what yeah. was your What was your go to? Like, this is gonna get everyone going. I like this one. So, I I when I capoed, I I think I capoed a little bit for C thirty eight, but I most of my capo time was with Pit Army. Right. Um. And we were we are the army was that was my favorite. 
yeah back all, in the day all the ogs listening just kind of had a, a tear down their cheek as they reminisce you starting we are the army <laughs> any other questions you Good may have jared uh, no, not at the moment, but uh, Mason, we, we really appreciate the TIFO crew. I, I think that's something that um, it's so much work that gets displayed for such a short amount of time that the appreciation per second that that TIFO's displayed is a higher level of appreciation than we have for anything else just because of all the work that goes into that throughout the week, throughout the year. Um, and, and we just very much appreciate seeing it every time it's out. And we know the players do too. Man, it's so fun, and it's always like you meet every year. We meet new people who who come by and paint, and and really get introduced to a different side of the the culture. Yeah, um, we we had and, some new people at the last one for the yeah, Akira it's great, though. and then they stick around. It's it's fantastic. Not, not Here's like, a good question: Who should somebody is somebody listening to this podcast that says, "Man, I've always wanted to paint a tifo with the crew." Who should they reach out to to get a hold of to be a part of that? Um, you know what? Like, unfortunately, I'm not like a huge social media kind of guy. Um, but Trevor, I think, is my buddy Trevor. He's uh, huge in the TFO crew. Uh, does a lot of design work. Um, and either that or or just I don't know. Come, come and find us. We're at every tailgate, and it's it's tough. There's always this aura of of clickiness with with many facets of c38 and it's tough to dispel that because uh we love new people coming in with new ideas and it's it's but it's it's tough because i don't know i you can't like hit me on twitter because i'm not on twitter like (laughs) Um, you can always you can always message c38 and then c38 that's true yeah absolutely any of the like jared you're on the instagram uh and me and jared run the twitter as well and so if you ever i mean to anyone out there if you ever want to get involved in any capacity you can always design painting whatever uh and then we'll hit you up with the the details to get to mason here he who's uh mr live off the grid over here he uh yeah right refuses to have his digital footprint i mean i had a i had a you know kind of sell my arm and a leg here to get to even get this call here uh so it's crazy. yeah i'm i'm using a rotary phone believe it or not <laughs> yeah are you on a on a secured proxy uh, address <laughs> yeah. uh you would not believe the things mason is running away from everyone no, <laughs> yeah. But, but yeah we appreciate he you actually lives on. under denver international airport that's the big conspiracy <laughs> That's what I keep hearing. That's where they draw the TIFOs, right? Oh, yeah. That's right. Oh, my gosh. With the lizard should we, people. Should we just rip off the uh, DIA uh, conspiracy paintings and just drop those all, yeah, that, all throughout the season? Have we ever had a Blucifer TIFO? Well, uh, I don't want to say nothing. Okay, well, there we go. <laughs> uh, uh, to kind of end the podcast here, what are you, lo- what are you most looking forward to? Uh, for the for C thirty eight as a group, either this season or in the future, as 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 things progress here and as we as we try to to keep growing the little group that we got going on, uh, the the growth honestly, like it, it it's super super cool to see um the the, the growth happen, and every year it, it's just uh it gets bigger and bigger, and it's super fun and how unique like. 
our, our tailgate like it's so fun to go over to los locos and like that's just a, a totally different vibe and it's i don't know the growth i would say and just new people coming in and and making it their own you know right absolutely that's what i love to see Okay, Mason. And listeners, if you are listening to a C38 podcast and you've not been a part of the tailgate or you've not been a part of any C38 activities, this is a call to arms. We would love to have you out. Um, please come out to the first tailgate uh, or any tailgate. Any game that you come to, we're going to be out there, and we'd love to have you be a part of the group. And you can't miss us. It's not like it's not like we're hidden behind some like you know secret southwest side of the parking lot every game. Absolutely. Mason, is there anything else you'd like to say? Anything you'd like to plug, maybe? Anything uh, you want people listening to know before we sign off here? Uh, no, I I, I want everyone to know that I truly dislike Salt Lake. <laughs> good. That's, That's a all good. that matters to me. <laughs> that is a good that is a good one. Uh, so, yeah, my no, name thanks, is... Thanks, guys. I appreciate you guys having me on. Absolutely. And this is, this is for C38, this is one of many members in the group that you know we kind of wanted to highlight and talk about and interview here because uh sometimes it's you know the players and front office they come and go but you know the people in the community and the ones that are are there i mean mason's been here we're 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 at this point long we've been around longer than most than most of the players on the roster uh so i mean it's getting to that point now where uh the kind of the we got to highlight kind of the community as well as the players on the pitch there but yeah you can follow me at Warner's FC. You can follow me at Jared underscore Geisler on Twitter. You can, and you uh, really can't follow me. Yeah. You can, I was going to say you can, uh, don't even try to follow Mason, <laughs> I, I can, but it's not cause I'm cool. It's cause I'm not cool. So. <laughs> of course. Uh, and follow us at C 38 SG on Instagram and Twitter Centennial 38 on Facebook. And with that, we'll go ahead and sign off. We'll be back hopefully next week with uh, some more news. It's been a really slow news week and a game to preview as the Rapids head to Guatemala against Comunicaciones. Uh, Jared, you better learn how to pronounce that for next week. Mason, you're off the hook. You this got time. it. Uh, but yeah, you guys have a great rest of your weekend. Uh, stay safe in the kind of snowy conditions, the slick roads, and we'll see you when we see you. Bye-bye. Communicaciones. <laughs> Good job.